Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's ever felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you just gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hello, Megan. Hi, Giselle. How are you? I'm well. Good. I love that. Yeah. Let's go. I love to hear that. How are you? I'm also pretty spiffy today. I'd say. Spiffy. I love yeah. the word spiffy. I mean, like, spiffy. you truly, like, you got up and you went to spin. I did. I spent I spun and my it, soul. And it really is a game-changing way to start your day. It is. It has been nice. Uh, I am astronomically sore uh, still. So for anyone that doesn't know this about me, I love to sp- – well, you know that I love to spin. But I have taken a leave of absence from basically any other exercise for the last uh, – four to five years. Um, And so I ever so graciously went to a CrossFit class with Tim, who is my boyfriend, if you don't know. I've hard I've, I've hard launched him anyone on the podcast who, before, but here, anyone here who he is again. Should know who Tim is. Let's be real. Here, there he is again. But <laughs> I I went to CrossFit, you guys and you folks, and I literally like this whole thing with CrossFit, I did the snatches, but like the buy-in, they have this buy-in thing to the workout, which is like was burpees and push-ups and uh, some friggin' uh, what else? Kettlebell swings. But yep. what ruined my life was I did sixty-two sit-ups Ooh. to get to the workout. And when I say there was a point in like sit-up number. 28 that I was like, oh, hi, abs that I haven't literally worked out and or moved in four years. Um, and so it has been a rough couple of days for me uh, because I barely can like stand up straight. Like my well, that's like your abs- whole every every way you move, then you're just like you're in pain. It's like actually so painful. And so I'm like, I think the solution people would tell me is like to keep exercising. But all I want yeah. to do is lay in fetal, in fetal position. So that 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 would be what I was about to what was about to come out of my mouth would be to like we'll let's see. do more sit ups. We'll see um, what I choose. I mean, I'm so proud of you. You Thank did you. how many kettlebell swings? I did, I did 22 six times, six sets of 22. My goodness, I that's know. amazing. She's fucking swinging those kettlebells. 22 girl. little kettlebell things. She did what, 60 what push ups. And I haven't done a push-up also in, like, five to six years, so. I mean, I, like, you know, I, like, am, like, in my F45 era, um, Mm -hmm. and I do knee push-ups, like, all the time, but I'm finally feeling now, after being, going to F45 for almost three months, like, I'm doing a good push-up, like, yeah, they I feel like you hard, kind of man. do the CrossFit situation at F forty five a little bit. It's a bit like it. It's yeah. it's um I feel like I feel like CrossFit is a lot more like a lot less exercises every day. Okay. In terms of like they focus on like a few, like you yeah. said, like in like however many rounds. Um and it's like however many you can get to. Mm-hmm. Um so it's a little bit more of a challenge, like a challenge yourself kind of situation in that way, which, you know, if I ever went to CrossFit, I'd be like, okay, how I have to be the most, I have to get the most rounds and most Absolutely. reps in. Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, we're just women in fitness. We're women in fitness. We said in the year 2022, we're going to be consistent with the podcast and we're going to move our bodies. And we have done both of those. Things. Listen, we are nothing if not 
consistent. Absolutely and wholeheartedly consistent. Um, and I'm proud of us. I agree. I'm super proud of us. And because we are consistent, we were we continuously are rewarded with incredible topics to talk about. Especially today, we were absolutely rewarded. Yes. Another reason why, as you said, we're feeling spiffy today which is a great word to use. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is because we had so many treats today. Like, yeah. Like unexpected treats. Absolutely euphoric. Treats. Like just truly brought me so much joy. Yeah. I and it. I know they brought you joy as well. Do we want to start with those or do we want to get there? Yeah. I think we should just start with Muna. Okay. Let's start with Muna. <laughs> um, um, everyone we, knows because we've already decided on our episode title <laughs> before yeah. we even started recording Yeah. Um, that we're going to talk about Muna. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it, it, so much to say about Muna. First of all, Muna is absolutely the greatest band of all time. Check their Instagram bio if you didn't know that. It, they are. Um, and one thing that I was talking to Meg and, of course, Vera about today is that, like, I'm so obsessed with this arc for us where it's, like, in my teens, um, I've always been a fangirl. Like, I have always been a fangirl. It's very much in my, in my ethos, in my human uh, ethos, but... Uh, when I was younger, it definitely was like a, a One Direction, All-Star Weekend, Jonas Brothers, mixed with a little bit of like pop punk, the main uh, Somerset situation. Yes. And then I moved into my K-pop era, which is like a whole nother level of fangirl um, that overran my life for four years. And then I kind of lost it. I was like, where will I fit in with this next fangirl era? And I have completely found it and it is basically in like genderqueer musicians and Muna <laughs> is the absolute tip top of that list. They're incredible. Everything to me. Megan, do you want to tell the people what they did today? Well, we did. We did mention this on the podcast last week, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we really like understood what we were, what we were in store for. Right. Like, right, I mean, right, they right. released Silk Chiffon back in, Gosh, like August of 2021, a song that still just, sounds brand new every time. I I every it. time I hear it, it's it's hits just as hard, if not Oof. harder, than the first Oof. time I heard it. Um, and that was like such again such a euphoric day. It's yeah. a euphoric day along the lines of like the day that Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion dropped the Savage remix, very which was so. like one of our very first our, our very first episode, I believe, yeah. or maybe our second episode. Um. And it's just one of those things where it's like it all it takes is just one song to bring you so much joy. And today, mm-hmm. Muna not only dropped a brand new song called Anything But Me, which is an absolute certified banger. Of course. They also dropped a music video for said song. Which is also absolutely amazing, sensational, throw up on it, spit up, put on it, show stopping. Like yeehaw, yeehaw. <laughs> definitely yeehaw. Giving, giving yeehaw. dance moves, giving choreo, giving stunning. Everyone giving looking just all everyone stunning. looking absolutely beautiful. Um, and they also announced their album is coming out June twenty fourth. Self titled. Hi, we love a self titled era. And um, they released the track list. Mm-hmm. I am claiming runners high, as I said. Yeah, shooting star. Um, Hi. And they also announced a tour. They are coming to New York. Hell we fucking yes. We will be getting tickets tomorrow. Irving Plaza. Hello. At Irving Plaza. Um, and they, like, 
are just giving us so much. They, they just really just made our whole fucking day today. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I mean, Muna means so much to me, to you, to the world. And it's just like, it's just, everyone has their band or their people that they just love so much. And like, it, I was on a high for, I mean, I'm still on a high from it, but like I was on a high for so long. And it's like when every song just like fucking speaks to you, like every song Muna writes is amazing. They're entering a new era. I saw, I think it was maybe Katie or Naomi. I can't, I don't remember, but they were like, you know, our music isn't as like, uh, heart like heart wrenching and like sad as it used to be but like we hope that you all be will be on with us on this era and like I get that like we're entering our happiness era and like I really hope that like you know that continues for all of us oh my god absolutely and like famously Muna was our first concert back which is what we had hoped for because I feel like we we got into Muna I'd say in October of 2020 because, or sorry, October of 2019. I just distinctly remember that time. October, November was when I like discovered I know a place. And then I feel like obviously in the pandemic, like Muna just became a comfort for all of us because they are comforting souls. And like, if you listen to this podcast and you don't listen to Muna, this is like one of the only times we'll tell you to stop the podcast and like go listen to at least the new song. And, so and then come back and then listen to <laughs> yeah. every other Muna song. Um, if you like and, Phoebe, you'll like Muna. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, Silk Chiffon was, like, the best song of 2021. Like, yeah. absolutely, hands down, no no argument. I feel like there's um, been, like, I will not lists. hear anything different. I Yeah, I agreed, obviously. And also, I think there were, like, a couple of, like, lists, musical lists. Oh, like actual like it, critical, critic, music critics. Critically acclaimed. Um, and also, everyone, just in case you don't know how elite Megan is, um, <laughs> Muna released vinyls of the new album and Megan pre-ordered one. And truly, within like three hours, they were sold out. So I feel good for so you, Meg. happy that I did that. Um, it's I love beautiful. That it's a white vinyl. Um, and literally within 20, I, cause I timed, cause I looked at my clock. I was like, how long has it been since they like dropped this song and announced the album? It was like less than 22 minutes and I had already right. ordered it. And then they, they did tweet that, um, y'all sold out the, the vinyl already. Hey, so iconic. feeling pretty good about that one. Iconic. Um, but yes, I mean, just us needing to gush about Muna always. Yeah. Um, they are the moment. And the I moment. hope, I mean, like, I know we talk about this. Like, I equally want them to be, like, so beloved. But, but also, also I do want to gatekeep them a little bit. Yeah. Um, because they're just so phenomenal. Yeah, they're really um, wonderful. But... Yes. And I mean, we did. I mean, if you went to Casey Musgraves, they opened for Casey Musgraves on a lot of um, her shows. I actually saw them when they opened for Harry Styles like oh my five gosh. years ago and How iconic didn't is that? know who they were. Like, n- like not a lot of their big hits were out. That is one <laughs> thing that I'm like really waiting to happen to me is like to go to a concert and like be absolutely and utterly changed by the opener. Like, I, I've had right. a lot where we've gone to a lot of concerts where I've been like, oh, yeah, like, I save a couple of songs from the openers. But, like, imagine, like, going to Harry Styles. I guess you did this. But, like, you know, <laughs> and, like, seeing Muna or, like, Vera always talks about how, like, she went to, I think, Jesse Ware and, like, Sam Smith was, like, opening for Jesse yeah, Ware. Yeah, just that's crazy. crazy. 
Um, I, yeah, so I just, like, want that for myself. So let's manifest what's the, that for me. What's the tagline on the back of that, that Muna shirt? Like music Sad pop for songs for they's. I think it's, like, gender queers and, like, sad emo girls. My favorite shirt ever. I'm just obsessed with all of them. Yeah, no, they're amazing. They're just – I was watching – when I was working today, I was, like, had, of course, like, in my Muna era always. But, like, I was watching some Muna – music videos in the background and like I had just been like click clacking away on my computer and I looked up and a uh, loudspeaker was playing and I texted Megan Veer and I was like I need you both to watch this because like it's actually insane how much they like as in Muna have like completely altered themselves and look so different and just like obviously have grown so much in who they are individually and also as a group and it's like really cool to see so everyone just yes. like get in your Muna era like, once you put the podcast it's down, happening. immediately type in Muna in Spotify and or Apple Music, whatever you listen to, no judgments, and just go through the discography <laughs> and, like, return to to return to us and just let us know how you felt. Like, that will make my day. Oh, yes. And let us know your favorite, your new yes. favorite Muna song. You can have eras with different songs. I mean, like, I recently always. just had a renaissance with Stay Away, um, People which has always been told forever. You. So. Leaving yeah. was the easy part. Muna is the greatest band in the world. They are. Um, and I feel like since we're on a high, we should just go to the next most exciting thing to happen, and then we can talk about all the annoying shit at the end. Yes. Um, Let's so do that. the other, so, I mean, like, our other favorite thing in the world, which is Marvel, um, <laughs> like, we are fucking feasting this year. We really uh, are. The last month, I feel like we've been fucking feasting because. The Miss Marvel trailer dropped today, everyone. Hello. Megan always sends it to me so promptly. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so that happened today. And before we even get into hatred, like people being annoying, I just feel like we should gush about it because it looks so amazing and fresh and new. And like, I'm going to fucking cry probably, but also like just be really happy and heartfelt. And we love representation and all of that. Truly, I saw so many people on my timeline who were like, oh, my God, like, I'm crying, right? Yeah. Because there's that line of, like, um, superheroes, like, aren't, like, brown girls from Jersey City or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, ugh. It was, I don't know. I'm so excited. I mean, like you said, it just looks so fresh. Obviously, people are immediately talking about fatigue and how, like, bored they are of this shit. We will never get bored of it. Then don't um, watch it, you hoes. I'm sorry. I just think, I think it looks, I think it looks fresh, like you said, and like different. And obviously like, like again, like you said, we fucking stand representation. And it's also like people are so foolish because they're like, we're, we have fatigue, but I'm like, you, you dim wads. You've never seen Moon Knight and or Miss Marvel in anything ever before. Literally. So how are you fatigued by them? You've never Literally. seen them. And the first reactions to Moon Knight are that it's like different. It's different from anything Marvel has ever done before. It is. And it like because it's its own thing, it has the freedom to just go in any fucking direction that it yeah. wants to go in. And it does that. Right. So I'm fucking lit to see it. I cannot wait. Um, and... I, I mean, like, I can obviously, like, people and people are going to complain about this. This is literally going to be the reviews of Miss Marvel. It's going to be like, oh, this is so fresh and interesting and new and blah, blah, blah. And then in, towards the end, it's going to set up her merging into the Marvels, mm-hmm. right? And people are going to be like, oh, like, so annoying that it always has to tie back into the MCU. And it's like, what did you expect? Like, we, have you, have you been 
listening in class? Like, have you been attending the seminars or have you just been absent? Because like, that's the whole plot, the point. Have you taken the time to worship our Lord and Savior, Kevin, Kevin Feige? Feige? Like, fucking get on your knees, bitch. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just like trying to understand where people are coming from. Uh, I also saw some people that were like, this is so Disney Channel. I'm like, it's about a kid in high it's school. Literally about a high schooler. Like, like it's it's giving the same exact energy that Spider-Man Homecoming gave. Like it's giving the same energy because they're children. Like ah, I hate people always complaining about the obvious. And you know what? We we are, you know, we love Marvel and we love Kevin Feige, but we are not afraid to be critical. On some We've been critical. We were We've critical. critical. We were critical of Falcon Winter Soldier. We were critical of Loki. Critical of Loki. We were critical of our most anticipated movie of the year last year, The Eternals. We Literally. were critical. We were critical. We enjoyed, but we were critical. Right. And I think that people have no business to be critical from a minute and fifty-seven second trailer. They don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. So like, chill out, everyone. It's, it looks good. It, Stop and hating. like, come on, you're telling me you didn't fucking tap your foot to the weekends blinded by the light or it's, blinding lights or whatever while that was playing in the background. It's it was iconic. a perfect song choice by, yeah. by Kevin. I'm sure. Of course. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't by Kevin. It was definitely not <laughs> Kevin approved Kevin. it. Kevin approved it. Um, and you know, if you listen to this podcast, we are famously not the weekend stands. We're not. But I was fully like, ooh, I'm blinded by the light. No, I can't see. But yes, and I think there were some some like comic people who were like annoyed about her powers because I oh, was yeah, reading I did see that too. like her powers manifest in a different way in the comics. But like I read that like I think the author of the comics or the illustrator of the comics was like I don't know how they're gonna do this live action because it does not lend itself to live action. So sorry, they've made her powers a little bit different. But I'm sure that they're going to use them in the same way to tell a similar story. I cannot. Yeah, all the comic book like people are going to be like, this, not this from the MCU. And it's like, uh, then once again, my statement on the MCU is like, Kevin is not begging for your money. So like, nope, if you don't like it, need it, don't watch it. He doesn't don't watch need it. it. Let us enjoy. Don't um, don't yuck our yum. Don't yuck our yum. Kevin, Kevin is rolling in money and I feel great about it. Kevin is one white man that I feel fine about being rich. One. <laughs> one. And because he just continues to wear his motherfucking baseball caps. Yeah. I wonder he, what the Miss Marvel one's going to look like. He is just giving the people what we need. And I feel fine about Kevin lurking in the shadows in his baseball cap and giving me great content. Fine. Literally. I wish I wish more white men would lurk in the shadows and give great content instead of being creepy and weird and annoying. And like gross. More people should take... Well, you know, hopefully Kevin hasn't done anything bad. We always say that, too, on this podcast. Like, we love him until he, like, literally, like, comes out that he's a bad person. Knock on wood. But, like, right now we have no evidence that he's a bad person. So, like, therefore we can still enjoy him. Yep. Which is literally so sad that that we we live in a universe where, like, we can't even say, like, a good thing about, like, a white man. Because, like. Anticipate someone getting canceled. Their track record is bad. No, it's, it's just not. It's just not. It's not it. I'm not, I'm not entirely always proud that I'm sitting here standing a white man, but you know, Kevin Feige, the man, the myth, the legend. I mean, him, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Have you seen that Adam Project movie? I haven't yet, but. I haven't watched it, no. It got kind of bad reviews, I think. 
Yeah. I'm like, when was the last time there was like a really good Netflix movie? I guess uh, The Lost Daughter, no? The Lost Daughter, yeah. I mean, Power of the Dog is Netflix. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I could have watched it this whole time, but I had no idea. Yeah, it's right there. Um, yeah, I mean, Netflix might finally get their best picture winner this year with The Power of the Dog. Okay. Go Benedict Cumberbatch. Famously known as Doctor Strange. Famously, famously also like another very good, nice white man. Very much so. From what I've heard. We love Benedict I've been getting served a lot of like, (laughs) you know, those like fan edit videos. Yeah. On TikTok of like him being just like a nice person. I love that. That makes me very happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, Miss Marvel is coming out in June. So many good things coming to us in June that were announced today. Um, in addition to our two week vacation, which is going to be fucking lit. So June is coming sooner than we think. And we can't fucking wait because it's also going to be nice weather. Yeah, we're excited. Um, yeah, that's, and Moon Knight, two weeks, two weeks from tomorrow. Boom. I got served a TikTok today, and it was like five reasons to watch Moon Knight. It I was like, like we don't Knight. need the reasons, we're ready. It was like a Moon Knight sponsored post or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it was like the the automated voice from TikTok, so it was like, number five, Oscar Isaac. Number four, Oscar Isaac. Number three, <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Of course. And I was like, you understood the assignment. You got it. You you have served this to the correct audience. Congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> um, so okay. Yeah, I mean, where are you up to in your MCU rewatch? You got to keep get a, give us an update. I know. Um, so far, everyone, I am at Spider Man Homecoming, um, which is I luckily purchased. I've purchased before, so I had it because it's famously not on Disney Plus. Oh, famously um, yes. And yeah, I'm on Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm almost done with it. It's it's my least favorite of the three Spider-Men. The the Tom at Holland Spider-Man. At this point, yeah. At this point, yeah. I think. Um, but I am getting excited for the next iteration of my Marvel watch because now I'm getting into movies. Like once we get past uh, Black Panther, we're getting into movies I've really only seen once. I've only seen Thor Ragnarok once, and I really liked that movie. So that's next. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Goes Thor that's Ra- a great movie. You'll have yeah. so much fun with that one. Next is Thor Ragnarok. Then I've got Black Panther. And then we mosey on into uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War. And then I think I've got like Captain Marvel and excited for that again. But very Ant-Man excited. And the Wasp, babe. Which was an amazing Don't forget. movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So. My Marvel rewatch is going well. I haven't tackled it in a couple of days. I watched Spider-Man on Saturday, so I'll probably return right. to that soon. Well, every once in a while, you got to take a little break. But I've been trudging along. If you follow the letterbox. No, but you've been doing really well. I mean, we got to, like, time you. How, when did you start officially? I think I started, like, two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. We've been going for it. So It's amazing. Excited. Hopefully, I'll be finished by Doctor Strange. Obviously not with oh. Moon Knight, but definitely. Yeah. Beginning of May? Yeah. You got it. Because I got I have the shows, too. Which oh, you got to do longer. the shows, too. Okay, so you might lead right into, right yeah, into that it, would be, then, that would like be the goal. That would be the goal. That, that sounds actually like perfect, perfect timing. Thank you. Divine timing. Divine timing. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of not divine. I mean, 
everything else on our list is a bit cursed, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the next thing on our list, like, I, it's, I don't even know what to say about it because it's the Kanye Pete Kim saga that, like, won't fucking end. Like, Kim's telling us to get our asses up and work. And oh my God, I fucking forgot about that with everything else that's going on. And then I have advice for women in business these days get your ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Like, um, thank you so much, Kim. Thank you, Kim. So that's just been a lot. I mean, Kanye got on his uh, Instagram as he always does this week and and basically did like a monologue manifesto of um, the TikTok situation. He doesn't want North on TikTok. We know this. Can't or they're um, they don't have a say. He's like he's gonna talk to Travis, but Tristan doesn't and him don't have a say's in what their kids do, where the kids go to school. Kanye was telling us that, you know, they have everything is, you know, has to be one way. They only go to Christmas at Chris's or wherever the fuck they go every year. He doesn't have a set. Like, that's what he kept saying. I was like, okay, I get it. But also, you have a lot of things going on. So, like, you know, where's the where's the story? It's, and then apparently Pete Davidson shared text. Yeah, well, Pete Davidson like, is famously what? not on Instagram anymore because he, like, created an Instagram and then I believe deleted it immediately. Um, but he, through his friend, through his writing partner, Dave, posted... Um, screenshots of text messages he sent to Kanye basically being like yo it's ski can you please take a second and calm down it's 8 a.m and it don't gotta be like this Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met what she does for those kids is amazing and you're so fucking lucky that she's your kid's mom I've decided I'm not gonna let you treat us this way anymore and I'm done being quiet grow the fuck grow the fuck up and he said Kanye says oh you using profanity where are you right now and Pete said in bed with your wife and sent a selfie I'm like, like, am I stupid for still not believing that this Kim Pete relationship is anything substantial? I mean, all of this to me is PR. Like, I, I believe I'm. I'm starting. Well, Kim to- went went Instagram official with Pete. It what after that clip went viral of her saying people need to do more work, just to cover, just to like create a new news cycle, basically. It's ridiculous. Sorry, say what you were going to say. No, I, 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 I just feel so at a loss of words. And, like, I, I just feel like it's it's just chaos. And I'm, like, I'm sitting here trying to get my own life together. Like, I can't try to keep up with you getting your life together, Kanye West and or Kim and or Pete. It just seems like there's a lot of people in this who do not need to be, A, in a relationship, B, involved in this drama. They need to be somewhere else talking to a therapist and i'm like i guess like pete the pete davidson's whole like thing right is like being like laissez-faire and nonchalant but why do i feel like he's always dating the most famous people in the world like i'm like so you do love this like you love the drama yeah he's always acting like he's above all like the fame shit but then he like i mean like before he dated kim like god like that photo from a couple years ago that kanye had posted with like Pete's face crossed out and Kid Cudi's face crossed out. And, yeah. Like, the only one was, like, Timothy Chalamet was there, too. It's, like, Pete, like, is famous. He's very famous. And I think, like, he acts like 
maybe you know it's not for him or he doesn't care but I'm like then why are you with Kim Kardashian as you said like if you don't want to be in the public eye if you want to just like be a comedian and like be chill it's yeah no it's it's giving chaos and uh I don't know I I feel like it's dark like it feels very dark and I just feel the what I know for sure is that I feel so bad for those kids like so bad especially north like she no, is, is old enough to know what's going on like I can't and I'm she- sure anytime she's with Kanye which because Kanye is posting that like Kim doesn't let him see the kids mm-hmm. and she commented like can you stop like you were here this morning picking them up for school so like obviously she sees Kanye and obviously I don't think he's mature enough to not talk shit to his kids Yeah, I don't I, I couldn't imagine a world where he is like keeping them out of it it's just very bad isn't it it's really bad and like not him and Pete then texting being like glad you're out of rehab and and saying back like yeah you too it's like this is not this does not need to be on the internet this does not need to be what's happening like it's this is not it it's not the energy it's not it I don't know like and I just I just don't know like how far the level of like this is a stunt and this is all like controlled by Kris Jenner can go you know what I mean because like people love to say like the devil works hard but Kris Jenner works harder blah 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 but it's like when it comes to people who like have serious mental health issues and are seriously like not 100% well at all like like Kanye and like Pete a lot of the time it feels very gross and icky that this is all being made public and obviously I know like people are talking about like the way that Kanye is like quote unquote like stalking Kim is like a serious issue and um the way that she had to have the like courts declare her legally single because like Kanye was like holding it up he said in that video too that he got the he got the divorce but right. meanwhile I'm pretty sure it's like Kim's lawyer got it which you know the lawyer that's representing Kim is the is the woman who the character Laura Dern played in Marriage Story is based on? Oh my god! Yeah, it's like her Wild. name's like Laura. I think her name's Laura too, like or something Wasser. Oh yeah, um, yeah, Laura Wasser. Yeah, and she's like a divorce attorney for the stars, and she's Kim's lawyer. <laughs> Wild. How wild is that? Not divorce attorney for the stars. I mean, (laughs) she must have a really nice house. Yeah, that woman makes a lot of money. Let's be real. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this this is kind of getting tired, and I feel like there needs to be some sort of, like, action taken to, A, protect those kids, to, B, like, probably protect Kim at this rate. And, like, Pete needs to go back to Staten Island and stay out of it because I'd be – I'd be concerned for my my safety as well, the way Kanye is threatening him. Agreed. So, I mean, I don't... There's not much else, I guess. It's just all really cursed. And meanwhile, the promo for the Kardashians on Hulu has come out, and Courtney and Travis want a baby, and um, what's his name? Tristan is in it, and him and Chloe are working on things, and Kendall is yelling about something, and... And Kim is texting Pete and giggling, but also Kanye told her her career is over. I don't know. It's all a mess. It's oh my all God. super, super just fake. Yeah. 
feels dark. It just feels bad. Like, I just think that, I mean, I mean maybe it's not. Like, maybe I just feel that way because I feel fatigued by it, but I feel like that, like, level of reality celebrity is just, like, dying, and I feel like that'll transition us also really well into our next topic, which I know zero about, but that's kind of the point, which is The Bachelor and right. the idea of just, like, the, what it means to be a reality television star in the year 2022. It's crazy because I did see a lot of tweets after that trailer for the Kardashians came out being like, this is no different than your other show. Like you're acting like it's a new era, but you just like wanted to be able to like, I don't know, make the episodes longer and like maybe curse or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know what limitations they were getting on E that were so like claustrophobic for them, but they're back. They were like, we took such a long break. I'm like, you, I think you were off camera for like six months. Maybe? Right. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's right back. It's it's right back into it. And so, um, like, because like at the end of the old show, like Kim was talking about her and Kanye getting divorced and they're picking it up and they're still getting divorced. So right. it can't have been that long. It really can't have been that no. long. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's the same old, same old. And so, it does get fatiguing, and I mean, like that show wasn't having wasn't getting good ratings towards the end. I don't think, like, no. I don't think anyone was really, you know, religiously to. There were people who were religiously tuning in, but not that many people. No, and that's the same. The same is true with the season of The Bachelor. I mean, obviously, you and I. I mean, you freed yourself earlier. I did, which I applaud you. Um, but I fully have freed myself from the tentacles of the Bachelor franchise this season, in that I only watch like the. End of the first episode and the second episode because Hillary Duff was on it. Um, but basically, all I've been seeing on social media is all of these like former franchise leads, like Nick Vile, Ben Higgins, Becca Kufrin, like all of these people being like, "Oh, I just watched the finale like on yesterday or on Sunday, and like this is the craziest thing ever. Like I've never seen anything like it." Blah blah blah. It all just feels, like, very, once again, like, fake and manufactured because, first of all, that's what they say every single time. But second of all, it's very obvious that engagement for this season of the show is way down. I think ratings are down, number one, but also social media following is down. Clayton has about, like, when I checked yesterday, like, 200,000-something followers on Instagram, which you might think is a lot, um, but... When former leads like Nick Vile have like close to two million followers, and yeah. at this point in a season when it's the finale tonight, would have you know close to that, um, and like the women who are still competing only have about a hundred thousand, one hundred fifty thousand followers. It's you know it's showing the strain is showing and the suspension of disbelief in terms of like the lack of diversity still on this fucking show that they like just threw a they just threw a black man on there and then they brought Tasha in second fiddle to Claire and thought that they fixed everything (laughs) and they didn't and I mean you were saying this before about some other shows but like the Bachelor franchise just has to change otherwise I just think it's getting completely left behind Um, yeah and it's just like all of these shows too like I think what I was saying to Meg is like shows like Love is Blind or Too Hot to Handle like these these shows are just like the, the premise is more interesting than The Bachelor so I think that's exciting for people 
But honestly, like this, the pipeline of like reality show contestant to influencer is just like so trite. Like I'm so fucking over it. I don't, like, I don't, I just don't care. Like I feel, right. I feel bad because I also feel like all the girls on Matt James' season were like trying to be influencers or like they're still trying to be influencers. And I'm like, I just do not care. It's not novel anymore to be an influencer. So please stop trying like it's just like everyone can be an influencer you get a viral video on tiktok and like you're making money like it's just like you're not i'm sorry like you're not interesting anymore like unless you're interesting you're not interesting and going to the bachelor is not something that's going to make you interesting enough to be they all look alike all three of his final three look but the fucking same literally and like that's the thing it's like i think i think the influencer or the reality star contest show contestant to influencer pipeline as you as you said like peaked already it peaked a couple seasons ago on the bachelor like yeah couple couple seasons ago on the bachelor and um i felt like it ended with like rachel and z like that crew like christy you know what i mean like yeah yeah i mean i'd say like i'd say like the re season because like you have becca from that and lauren Burnham or who he like picked and whatever and some of those girls went on paradise but like that would be the last one and that only happened because like well I mean actually then then you had Colton and then you have like Hannah Brown who has the like fucking most followers ever so maybe that was like the end yeah it feels like Tana Brown and Tasha feel which I guess we're on the same season we're we're both Colton feel like kind of the last the last of the ones that kind of like popped off on social media that like became beloved right where people were like I'm going to follow this person because I want to keep up with them right it's also pre-pandemic like right in the way what we consider an influencer post TikTok is so different completely different and like and that's the thing it's like you can only follow so many people because you can only keep up with so many people because your algorithm only lets you keep up with so many people so like following someone is like less of a decision it's more of like oh like I'm just gonna go and like look at this person's profile but I'm not gonna follow them because like what are they posting that's like any different than what these other like influencers are posting or maybe like you said more interesting exactly and and you know, have a better personality. Like you don't have to have a good personality to be on the bachelor. I mean, look at some of the people who have been on, like, like speaking of, sorry, Becca Kufrin, who like I did like for a while, but she is super boring. And like Lauren B who Ari ended up going back to like, she couldn't, she couldn't even string two sentences together. So when you have these people who are on TikTok making videos and like having these big personalities and like being funny and stuff, it's a completely different experience. So yeah, I mean, and, and them trying to get people to tune in by saying it's a crazy finale. Like, you've said that a hundred times. So, yeah. you know, what is crazier than what's happened before? Um, Nothing. It all just feels a little tired. And it do, does feel like people are seeing through kind of the tactic to kind of become Instagram famous. To yeah. become, like, maybe it's reverting back a little bit to, like, when you can tell when someone's authentic. So you do want to follow them because, you know. They're, yeah. what they're giving you is real yeah it's just like uh the bachelor's out bye sorry the bachelor's out. out goodbye if you watch it great I mean, happy it gives you joy but like it's in in the state, of, in the state really of our is. union it's, like, it's out it's like any other any other um 
reality show that that like you said presents a different premise is like just so much more interesting like all these girls from from love is blind have like you know are pushing you know like pushing like 600,000 followers like half a million followers like it's still not as much as it used to be like not as many as like Lauren and Cameron got when that came out a couple years ago but Mm -hmm. you know it's more than the bachelor because love is blind and love is blind is also giving you I mean, at least a little bit of diversity. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, and, like, telling the stories and, like, we learn more yeah, about them and, like, we 100%. get invested. People are invested in love these days and, like, right. that's really it, you know? I mean, I mean, like, let me let me say, like, the Bachelor out, like, Survivor in. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, I need to, like that's Survivor I need to is back and that's what I'm invested in and, I mean, just – any anything that gives me any sort of like real reality because you can't call anything reality TV anymore. It's just yeah. like fucking fake bullshit. It's just like I don't care. Similarly to Shayna being engaged, and I like know within that is less funny. than a month or six months or whatever what it was six months. Yeah, I mean I think the weddings must have been in the summer because I think of the Nick and Danielle wedding where he's like sweating through his pants unless it was just like. They say that, like, Nick and Danielle and Jarrett and Ayana are pushing, like, one year of marriage. So maybe, like, okay. May or something. But, um, yeah, Shayna is is engaged to this guy who – I don't know if you saw this TikTok, but the owner when of the, Shayna yeah. and Kyle went go to lunch and they, like, basically, like, break up, that is – the owner of that restaurant is her new fiancé. Yikes! Shayna Yikes. sucks. I don't like Shayna. No, me neither. She can, yeah. I mean, I know I'm feeling like I'm losing is like... Love Is Blind steam now. It's like deep tea. Oh, I'm, yeah. Deep tea, and if you're dating Kyle, fucking say it. I'm over it. I can't. Also, did you see they like went away this like past weekend or the weekend before or something? I don't know. Like I got served a TikTok, and it was Deep Tea's TikTok, and it was literally like that um, labyrinth sound where it's like. And she was just walking. And she was just walking down I saw the hallway. It. I saw it. And truly not even making contact, eye contact with the video. And I went to the comments, and like literally five of the first comments were like, Yeah, go girl, give us nothing. Like, absolutely right. nothing. Like, not a thing. Not no a personality, thing. nothing. Um, yeah. I mean, without the editing, those producers editing her, right. I'm sure she's not, you know, a very interesting person, to be honest. No, no tea or shade, deep tea, but... <laughs> no, like, we love you for, for um... Standing know, up to our nemesis shake. Standing the, up the to The world shake, nemesis. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the reality TV uh, discussion, because it's I mean, a lot. It is a lot. I would love to hear what people are, how people are feeling about The Bachelor. I know there are people who are still, like, religiously watching it and, like, feel trapped, but I just want to let you know that there is hope there is another side there's another side of the tunnel there's the other side of the rainbow is so much brighter not let me caring. tell you not caring about the bachelor <laughs> free yourself it fucking rocks free yourself <laughs> we promise oh gosh um, anyway okay so the next thing on our list meg the only thing i know about it is that lady gaga brought her boyfriend to it Yes. The Critics' so, Choice Awards and the Baptists. Well, so the Baptists and the Critics' Choice Awards were both Sunday. Okay. So the Baptists are were in London. Right. And I do know this. the Critics' Choice Awards were in L.A. and they had a satellite location. So some people went to the Baptists, some, like, some people went to the Critics' Choice. So, like, um, Lady Gaga was in London and so was, like, Ariana DeBose and, and Rachel Zegler and, 
and uh like benedict cumberbatch but then like in la it was like a lot of other people like i think andrew garfield was at the critics choice um and depending on like i guess how good of a chance you thought you had to win whatever award you're up for or if you were just up for an award um and i mean not a lot of like interesting wins or anything like that other than like you said like lady gaga bringing her boyfriend to who's who's been her boyfriend now for like what like two years plus it's been a minute i think it's he's been her boyfriend since chromatica yeah which is two years ago so good for her this is the boyfriend who the his ex-girlfriend wrote an op-ed about how lady gaga was dating her ex-boyfriend remember oh my god yes 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 yes, yes. like never forget that um and also she looked fucking great like yeah her, she looked amazing her green dress was amazing i mean like she's just been like pulling out the stops this award season despite obviously not getting nominated for an oscar snubbed i know which i know destroyed her emotionally um she's been she's been great um but the other thing, so like I got home because I was with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got home around Always. nine o'clock <laughs> on Sunday, and so I watched like the second hour or the third hour because the Critics Choice Awards started at seven, and the Baftas obviously were earlier because time difference. Um, but like, like I said, like not a lot of of big snubs. The uh, other than like or snubs or. Um, surprises other than i think the um the main guy from squid game won best actor in a drama which like he beat like both the guys from succession and like a bunch of like you know so the emmys are a ways off obviously in september but you know he has some good momentum like winning like the sag and winning here so that's good um and he was so cute he he like said his speech in english um and he said he, he like was doing great and then he was like um he was I think he was like about like trying to say like I feel so wonderful about this or whatever and it, he said like I feel I am so wonderful and I was like you, <laughs> you are, wonderful. are wonderful you Go are off. great yes. you're fabulous oh, I love <laughs> it was that. so funny but um I don't know if you saw this but so the power of the dog is famously um like a gay film basically mm-hmm. like set in western like 1800s or whatever Mm -hmm. it's based on a book um and sam elliott who was the older brother in a star is born obviously he's been in a lot of other things i know he's prestige but that's like probably what he's best known for recently um went on a podcast and like basically bashed it and he was like what does this woman know about the west like this is ridiculous like like basically just being like homophobic about Mm -hmm. it and acting like he's some sort of cowboy when in reality he's from like Sacramento or something. Um, So basically earlier in the day on Sunday, um, Jane Campion, who's the director of power of the dog was asked about it on the red carpet, I guess on, on Sun on Saturday night at the director's guild award, she was asked this and she basically had this like amazing comeback. She was like, Hmm. Like, what can I say about this? Well, you know what? I think he was actually being a bit of a B-I-T-C-H. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's not a cowboy. He's an actor. <laughs> and basically, like, eviscerated him. Everyone was like, I need this on a shirt right now. Right. Like, this was an amazing response. And, like, the whole cast was asked about it. They were all, like, like Benedict Cumberbatch went into this, like, essay about, like, how, like, homophobia is still real and in the world and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And was, like, so mad about it. And it was, like, great. So basically, Jane Campion, though, 
completely went from hero to zero in a matter yes, of 24 hours. I have hours. heard about this part, yeah. Because, so Katie and I are sitting here watching it. We're just like, she is the front runner to win Best Director. Power of the Dog is the front runner to win Best Picture. Like, these two things will likely still happen unless a lot of people decide. I think the voting is still open for the Oscars, so unless a lot of people decide last minute not or to like, do this because of this. Which they because could. Of this, which they could. Which, which could happen, but I don't know how much time is left. Um, basically, Katie, we're watching it, and Venus and Serena Williams show up at the Critics' Choice Awards to present an award. They presented Best Limited Series, mm-hmm. and, like, Katie and I were like, oh, my God, they look so amazing. Like, they truly look beautiful. They basically spent – I don't know if this was scripted, and I was saying this, because they basically started talking about King Richard mm-hmm. and calling out all the actors from King Richard, and they were like, you, like – like Anjanae Ellis, you you embodied our mom so amazingly, and Will Smith, like what can we say about you? Like, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, and then they presented their award, right. so it kind of felt like maybe they took their opportunity to like talk about their movie, which was fine. Um, and then they like got down, whatever. And then someone else presented. Oh, Taika got up. Oh, and Taika's from New Zealand, as is Jane Campion. So Taika's up there, like, talking about, like, doing a stupid bit about how he's from New Zealand and you guys all want to move there. You don't want it, but you fucked it up here, so, like, don't come to New Zealand. Right. He was, like, high or something for sure. Always. So then Jane Campion wins Best Director and she gets up there and she starts, like, she starts off and she was, like, it's an honor to be, like, among all the women here tonight, especially, like, Venus and Serena. You're so wonderful. And, like, talking about them. And then she said something like, I guess I should acknowledge the other guys in my category, the men. And then she decides to say, yeah, Venus and Serena, you guys are marvels, but you don't have to play against the boys like I do. And Katie and I were literally like, oh, no. Not that, Giselle. No, 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 no. And I mean, it's been done over and over on Twitter. Like Monday, that was like, the biggest topic I was like oh no because obviously they panned to Venus and her face was just just said it all truly. yeah it, it was, was like it was the it was the picture of like cringe why would you say that it's I mean and it's there's been so much said about it but it's just like it's just fucking white feminism yeah at it's fucking finest right live and, and like just also just like whiteness yeah in like I just was so... It's, like, so ignorant. You know what I mean? Completely. Because you, also, like, I, I said, I was like, don't they play mixed doubles also? Like, like number one, first right. of all. Second of all, like, they are the reason why, like, women in tennis are played paid basically the same as men, I believe. Like, they've, like, fought for, like, the pay gap there. So, like, what is that called? And also just, like, women and people in sports. Like, they're, they're literally icons icons absolutely the two of the greatest tennis players athletes that have ever lived forget men forget men and women like athletes in general and it's just yeah i mean it's it was it was so it just like was so off-putting and so awful and um she has apologized obviously because i mean i just don't just write a speech literally do me a favor write a speech um like just 
bad, bad. Absolutely it's like, just so bad. It's just so expected though, right? Like it's so bad, but it's like, of course, like at this point, I'm not never, never shocked, never shocked. So numb. Like it's exhausting. Like it's so exhausting. The disrespect and just the ignorance that it, black women get like literally paving, paving like, doors, like paving down, knocking down doors, like nothing. It's just like, so unlike <sighs> the act of choosing them to, to call out then after you've like spent, you, you like, she went, came back to them after she'd already been like, you're so wonderful. Like why? She had to be the best. She yeah. had to like put herself above the black women. Right. And it's like, I saw a tweet that was like, this is this should be this clip should be shown in schools as an example of like everyday racism. Oh my god. And like the way in which white people are just so ignorant like the things that they say and the way that they And I and exist. I hope that people actually like think about it in that way. You know what I mean? And like don't just pass it up and like actually take the time to understand like the institutionalized racism that that comes from and stems from. Regard like in general, like whiteness in general worldwide. Literally. <laughs> like, literal worldwide. It's, it was, I mean, it was incredibly disappointing, obviously. Um, and, but like you said, not surprising. And just, like, not a good way to, I mean, this this award season needs to end for many reasons. And that's just another one of them. Because, obviously, we're going to have to see her, like, awarded at, like, future ceremonies. And it's just, like, it. it's just, like, it's ruined it a little bit. Yeah. Not definitely. a little bit, a lot. It's ruined it a lot, actually. Definitely. Um, but that was, I mean, that was my main takeaway. That's what I've been thinking about all week. And obviously like what everyone's taken away from, um, Sunday night. Puts a damper. They should never have, they should never have two award ceremonies on the same night. Bad, bad, bad. Again, it's too much. Please. Too much. Please. Too much overstimulation always. I don't, I don't. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, um, that that's that on that and there you have it um the only other thing we have on our list was just something that was so that shook me to my core and i mean all of us i think was that like Haley bieber basically had like had to go to the hospital because she had a blood clot to her brain this was wild and sad and like what i'm like like, uh... so she's such a young person like to have that kind of a crazy health scare um, it seems like she's okay now, but I mean, the way that TMZ sent me the notification on Saturday though, was like Haley Bieber hospitalized for blood clot. And I'm like, I'm like, what? Like you need to put in your headline that she's like home now. Yeah. You know, because that was what it was. It was like, she didn't, it didn't come out until she got home and she like posted about it, I guess. Maybe. And I she's don't like, know. fine. Yeah. Yeah. It? I think, yeah. It, I think it is like, she's fine, but it all came out after. And it was just like, holy shit. But um, she was at Justin's concert, I think, like, last night or something or the night before. So she's back she's in, in action. She's back in action being um, being a tour wife. Loves um, loves loves being a tour wife. For loves sure. being a tour wife. Loves – I mean, like, he does a whole – when he does um, anyone or whatever, it's all, like, photos of them on the screen. I so, did like, see that on TikTok. And I saw someone be like, she says that she doesn't like it, but like, who wouldn't like that? And I'm like, you know what? Valid. I'm sure she sure. does like it, actually. I would love it. I would, <laughs> I would fucking love, love it. it. Oh my God. Be jealous of me, bitches. Always. <laughs> and, but, just, and just like that. And just like that, yeah. 
kind I of mean, flew through those a little bit. I know. It's because our most exciting things are like, let's talk for 20 minutes let's each about the best things gush. that happened to us this week. <laughs> let's just gush about that. Um, Learnings here, everyone. Listen to Muna. Listen to Muna. Immediately. If you haven't watched the Miss Marvel trailer, immediately watch. Immediately. Feel free to free yourself of The Bachelor. It's okay. Yep. It's okay. You can do it. We believe in you. We we absolutely believe in you. And <laughs> also, if you're thinking something that could maybe borderline on racism, just don't say it. Just don't say it. Just don't say it. Just don't say it. It's easy. Keep your mouth shut. It's it's. I swear to you, you and your life and everything will be so much better if you just don't say it. And that's that. And there you have it. We've given you news. <laughs> we've given you opinions and some lessons to boot. I mean, I can't think of a better trifecta of things that we've given you in this moment. Agreed. So what you can give us is another trifecta. You can rate, review, subscribe. Boom. To our podcast. Thank you. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, that would make us very happy. We've loved giving you this today, but most importantly, love you, Meg. Love you, G.